0: This week, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We are going to live on. We are going to survive with Independence Day. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Body Counts and Beer...
1: I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm professional Jeff Goldblum sound-alike John Rooney.
0: And tonight we're talking about the 1996 Roland Emmerich Classic, Independence Day. Alien noises,
1: alien noises, kaboom! Guys, this is a movie. (laughs) There is no denying that.
2: There were images
1: that were played back at 24 frames per second to cause the illusion of motion. A series of stereotypes gathers together to save the world. <laughs> I will say, uh, during the speech that I'm sure we'll get to later, had there been a recruitment station anywhere within eyesight of me, I would have immediately signed up. Yeah, yep. Oh,
0: yeah, we all yeah. think we all would have. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: I think I am now 30% more American
0: after watching. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, let me get your hot take on Independence Day.
2: Oh, man, if this is not a requirement for your green card, it should be. John,
0: hot take on Independence Day. I think I already did, dude. I am at least 80% more American. Mark, your hot take on Independence Day. I give this movie one giant blue force field full of greatness. <laughs> no, no critical judgment can escape my force field. This movie's fan. I mean, it is
1: amazing that they've managed to distill pure charisma into such a scientifically deployable formula as this movie. <laughs>
0: you know, what I, what I love about this movie is it's one of those great ensemble, like, disaster type movies where every single character is allowed to have their own weird quirk or stereotyping, defining thing. Sure. You know, and I think that's really great. Like, they actually took the time to make each individual character different and weird in its own right, as opposed to just having a bunch of white guys run around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Well, and there was a lot of controversy at the time that they had cast Will Smith in such a big role. Uh, A lot of critics kind of dismissed it as, you know, oh, look how little this movie cares about its cast. It'll just cast the Fresh Prince in a movie yeah a guy, and it's like well oh, yeah. guess what he's amazing mm-hmm. he's
0: so good man. I completely
1: forgot how utterly charming 90's Will Smith was
0: I I ugh, I just want to like give him an H.J. in the back of a car <laughs> <laughs> I'm so charmed by him I know right <laughs> just that's all I want to do I just want to hang out I want him to take me to prom and mm. buy me a corsage I just
1: after watching that movie After Earth is fully forgiven Mr. Smith <laughs> yes. Exactly. You can make nine more of that movie if you really want to, and I will not hold it against you, sir. (laughs) You gave us the gift of Independence Day.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Independence Day, it begins with the moon. Smash cut to the beginning of this movie. Yeah. We see the uh, little plaque left behind by the Apollo 11 crew, and slowly being overtaken by shadow as a giant mothership comes
1: into our space. Oh, man, we better just go quietly into the night, you guys. No,
2: John. That's the
1: 20% of you that's still not American left. Oh, man, hopefully we'll be able to shake that out of me by the end of this record.
0: (laughs) And then we gave a little visit uh, to the SETI station where a guy is listening to the sound of either a bong being used or a tea kettle Yeah, one of those two. (laughs) And immediately calls a superior, who's very upset. Or who will be very upset, unless it's a beautiful woman calling him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a beautiful woman. It's
0: not, but I love that that's his... go. Like, he doesn't hesitate. The phone rings, he's asleep, he picks it up and goes, Unless you're a beautiful woman, I'll be very mad. Like, that's how he answers the phone all the time.
1: Absolutely, four-star general who's in charge of our space (laughs) department. I'm sorry to have bothered you with this. Alien communication. No, you're right. You go back to sleep. I guess we'll find a beautiful woman.
2: Well, apparently he sleeps in a bunk bed, too, because when they actually play him the uh, the, the the message from the alien The he, bong rip. Yeah, he, he gets out of bed really quickly and bangs his head on what I can only imagine is the bunk above him. And not only that, but he must...
0: Be sleeping only like a few rooms away. I know, right? Because he shows up still putting his robe on and holding his head. Yes, yeah, yes, in the office. So at that point, could the guy just walked
1: over there and just
0: like shook him a little bit? Uh, why
1: do we bother having all these fancy telecommunication devices if we're not going to use them, Mark? <laughs>
0: It just seems there's a lot of wasted fiber optics happening right there when human contact could be had.
1: Uh, You say that now, but you will learn that fiber optics are the way to defeat any kind of alien invasion, sir. Yeah. Valid. (laughs) Moving on. Uh,
0: Anyone else want to take this? Because I'm blanking on what the next scene was. Well, it's just,
1: basically, it it is a series of relatively unconnected Rashomon-esque scenes introducing our main cast and their elements before... Establishing
2: shots of each different group of people, of which I guess there's like three or four. You've got Will Smith and his wife, the president and his wife, and his press secretary, and then... Jeff Goldblum who, uh, and, and Harvey Firestein. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, first, it's it's uh, Jeff Goldblum and uh, Jeff Hurst in the park in New York yeah, playing, playing chess. chess. Yeah. Uh, and why these two did not get to star in everybody cop movie going forward. <laughs> yeah. They are so perfect together. It is a shame to my knowledge this is the only movie they ever carried together. Oh, yeah. And I will say that about every single... Like, this movie is so perfect about pairing together on unlikely characters that, that just this should have been an entire saga of buddy cop movies after this starring all of the cast of independence day Oh yeah, yeah. like
0: it's like peak gold bloom too oh yeah this yeah. is like like after jurassic park came out and he was like wait a minute i can just be the goofy weirdo in a giant hundred million dollar movie done <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah man So yeah, we're introduced to uh, David Levinson, played by Jeff Goldblum, having a a little game of chess in the park with his father, and this is like, sort of like, yeah, the series of scenes, uh, so we're getting to know the people, and their little quirks. So like, David wants to save the world, we find out that he's been divorced for three years, but he's still wearing a wedding ring because he carries a torch for his lady, then lightning flash
1: across the screen cut to yeah, yeah oh my god the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, location cuts in this movie are like they're incredible they're like, like the law and order <laughs> <laughs> gong, but on right. crack yeah. like you really need to study these in film school yeah and it's oh, all yeah. like
2: it's the shot fade to white back to the shot fade to white with each gong which is really, really disconcerting.
1: <laughs> well, what's amazing Are we in is. in Washington,
2: no white gagong. No, it's Washington, no white gagong. No, it's Washington.
1: And now there's a scene. And then it cuts to just like guys casually having a conversation. Yeah, right. Like the, the energy of the cut in no way matches the energy going into that scene. No, bad, bad. It's like they were in the editing bay and Roland Emmerich was like, I've got to fucking spice this up. <laughs> yeah. Like it, take this like eight Emerald Legacy BAMs up, <laughs> please. <laughs> It's clear that the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie was
0: directed by the guy who made Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: right. There's a lot of story, and the only way we know how to do it is by saying everything really fast with really quick cuts. <laughs> we see the 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 president uh, on the phone with the first
0: lady, Yeah, and uh, we get to see a little bit of their relationship, and then he's woken by the press secretary to show him that there's this object coming towards us, and it's... You know, five hundred something kilometers wide and it's slowing down. And then we get a little bit of uh we get Will Smith, we meet Will Smith and his family, his uh presumptive uh girlfriend, fiance, uh, not fiance uh, yet. Yeah, I guess right, just yeah. girlfriend. girlfriend. And they're living in this nice little house, and the uh her kid comes in and like wakes them up.
1: Another uh, dog comes oh, sorry, in first by With the shoes. Him a sneaker. <laughs> oh man, that dog. That dog is probably the best character in this movie. I have a lot of affection for this dog. And his name is Bobo, which is awesome. (laughs) It's great. And like, this dog even gets a little cool action scene in the movie. It's great. It goes full air bud in a ton. (laughs) So, yeah, we get kind
0: of, we get to meet all these little characters. And basically, what happens is this giant spaceship from Planet Unknown is making its way into our uh, uh, space area and releases. Smaller ships, each of which are 15 miles wide, city sized ships, and they're entering our atmosphere. And then Jeff Goldblum comes to work at his cable company, <laughs> and everyone's freaking out
1: because the TV isn't working, including Mr. Harvey Firestein. Yeah, that's right, Broadway legend Harvey Firestein. Oh man, and he doesn't—he does not have many lines. He do, he has virtually nothing to do in this movie. But oh man, he is giving an Oscar-caliber performance. <laughs>
0: well, he's playing that really fantastic character. Um. Oh God, wait! Don't tell me. Um. Harvey Firestein. Yeah. He's playing Harvey <laughs> Firestein, and it's amazing. Like, I miss that guy. I wish he was... Why isn't he in
1: more stuff? Right. Because yes. he's
3: so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, just the casting all across the board, there is not a single... Even, like, the small little bit part extra characters are all just really charming and fantastic. Oh, definitely, Yeah. And uh, uh, even most of the no neck military Terry grunts are pretty charming. Yeah, um, because each one is either just trying to do the right thing or a surrogate father. I know, right, <laughs> right.
0: So Jeff Goldblum stumbles across a pattern in the alien bong rip sounds coming into yeah. our atmosphere, and he realizes that they're in essence decaying. They're counting down, right. and he realizes that it is a countdown to checkmate destruction. Yeah. And, so, and
1: he does the worst tutorial of chess I have ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's a terrible tutorial Just Well, the, 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 the first thing you gotta do is you, you gotta get all your pieces, and, and then, at, at the right moment, uh, checkmate. That's not how the game <laughs> of chess is played! Jeff Goldblum impersonator John Rooney, everybody. <laughs> I came in 10th at the regional finals! <laughs> but yeah, like, I... I My understanding is that chess is a methodical game of moves and counter moves, not a, we all put our pieces on the board, and then I guess I press a button and win all the pieces? (laughs) He doesn't seem to quite understand. (laughs) It does take him a really long time to play chess with his father in the park, so maybe he just doesn't actually know how it's played, and is just... Overcompensating for it, sure, of course. Like yeah. when you're describing like a TV show you haven't seen to your friends and trying to act like you have seen it, you yeah. you go into way too many details that could oh, possibly yeah. be true. Oh yeah, <laughs> like
0: that episode that show The Wire because there's like Omar and he's coming. Oh man, there's there's some yeah. bubbles he's, in it. Wow, dead. you guys are
1: great at this. <laughs> <laughs> it just they're all like such real stories ripped right from the head. That's what I like they're most about really it. Really not, and it takes. <laughs> I love that it's on the East Coast somewhere. Oh, it's, a, God damn it. it's a city in Maryland. Boston, right? Sure. Boston, Maryland? All right, it, isn't it, all right,
2: all right. I hate both of you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and well, at this point, worry.
2: after realizing that it's a countdown, Goldblum makes the same face that Arnold Schwarzenegger makes at the end of Predator when he watches the countdown on the uh, arm. And he goes to get his father's Plymouth because it's time to go to D.C. That's right.
0: That's right. David Levinson coming. (laughs) And they come into D.C. And uh, there's a a cute little scene between David and his dad where his dad refuses to go above the speed limit.
1: Because this is a world of law and order. And without that is chaos, as we will soon discover. Which is great, because they point out that
0: these are the highest of stakes. Yes, They only have six hours to drive from Manhattan to Washington, D.C. Which, for the record, takes about five
1: hours. Yeah. And What I love is, it's like they're both trying to out-Jeff Goldblum each other. <laughs> and I gotta say, Judd Hurst comes real close. Yeah, it's a tight battle. <laughs> it's close. Uh, but they, they make it to the White House, where uh, Jeff Goldblum somehow hacks a cell phone signal. Yeah. With a well, no, no, he doesn't hack
0: it. What He he even says it in the movie. He says, oh, she always keeps her portable phone number listed for emergencies but he finds that information on the intranet's via his computer that has a tiny satellite dish that comes out of it and a phone attached to nice. it. Nice. That's right. Because it's right. 1996, son. <laughs> that's
1: right. He's got a mobile phone duct taped to his laptop that's true. and, and the, that uh, connects to a little set The Apple symbol still has the rainbow as part of it yeah. mm-hmm. on that old yeah, MacBook. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I will say this. There's a lot of product placement in this movie. Apple is like up there because of that MacBook over and over. There's a Fruitopia machine. Yeah. There's uh, right. Coke products. Several it's Coke games. All over the place. Like, Reebok hats. I
1: think the, I'd be very interested for uh, like I'm um, someone who didn't grow up in the 90s to watch this movie because I think a lot of the, my affection for it comes from the fact that it is a pure syringe of 90s oh, nostalgia, my God, right? And, uh, oh, yeah, jammed directly right? into the pleasure center of oh, my brain. Mercy. The only thing it's
0: missing is a Rachel haircut and an Offspring song. Yeah, they, no they go out
1: of their way to make an X Files name drop. Yeah. yeah, they do. It's amazing. And it's... there's Area 51. <laughs> so 90s. There's a couple of Brent Spiner's running around. Oh, man. Oh, it's so So, great. Jeff Goldblum
0: uh, gets into the White House and he- we Without find out, an
1: appointment.
0: Right. Well, we find out he calls his his ex-wife, who is the press secretary. Right. And we find out through a little bit of dialogue that they had that they split up. Because she wanted to pursue this career as the press secretary for the president, working on his campaign and, and working from the White House, and apparently he
1: was like, "But I'm a cable man." Yeah. And what I really like about it, it's it's the kind of typical like uh, you know woman put career above family, but in, in the context of this movie, she is not made to feel guilty about it. The film does not. That's true. Like the film clearly points the paints the picture that she made absolutely the right choice because that is a great no, career. No, this is this is uh,
2: this is part of building Jeff Goldblum's character because between this piece of plot information and his incredibly spaghetti strapped uh, wife beater. <laughs> We learn that David Levinson really is actually East Coast John McClane. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's it's very true. pretty much the same yeah. problem, which, except he's a cable guy instead of a cop.
0: Which, to be fair, John McClane is East Coast John McClane? He's I'm from New York. <laughs>
2: it's true, but he's West Coasting at the time. Of
0: course, yeah. of course.
1: Yeah. I I don't know about you guys, but uh, Jeff Goldblum is a thousand percent more New York than Bruce Willis. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. Bruce Willis is
1: clearly Jersey. Sure, and I I feel like if... uh, Oh, Logan top. (laughs) If Jeff Goldblum got like a paper cut, he would bleed yellow taxis and hey, I'm walking here. Just
0: pastrami coming out. (laughs) So Jeff Goldblum warns the president. He says... I found the code, it's counting down, we gotta get the fuck out of here, because these aliens is gonna shoot us. We also have a little bit where, uh, uh, Stephen Hiller, who's Will Smith, his character, uh, he is called back, his leave is cancelled. And he is uh, brought back to his base where he meets his buddy, played by Harry
1: Connick Jr., Frank Sinatra Jr. Jr., of the South. Oh boy, and is he doing a real uncomfortable character. He
0: is playing what would uh, generously be considered, I guess, I don't know, a... uh, White face? I don't know. <laughs> it's a white guy talking black. He's yeah. doing the Robert Downey
2: Jr. part from Tropic of Thunder just without the skin pigmentation. Definitely, yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Uh, it is the only character
1: that I cannot fully
0: embrace. Sure, he's doing Eminem years before Eminem yeah. exists. Oh man,
1: you were so right
2: about yeah. that. Which is
0: technically also true
2: of Harry Connick Jr.
3: <laughs> true,
0: true. I just do, I love all those jazz standards Eminem does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love when
2: Eminem plays the piano. <laughs> that guy's amazing. Uh,
0: and so the the Air Force uh, Stephen Hiller and the Air Force they're they're gonna go do an attack, but not before Captain Stephen Hiller Will Smith gets a letter from NASA
1: because he is not only an Air Force pilot, but he is the greatest Air Force pilot with aspirations to become a real life NASA hero. Because every single character in this, yes, is a stereotype, but they are distilled to the most purely good version. <laughs> Correct. So that's the, like every, like even the uh, Secretary of Defense, who's kind of a jerk in the movie, is like very clear that he is doing what he totally believes is right for the good of mankind. Well, and
0: this is one of those movies where every single character is absolutely the best at what they do. Oh, absolutely. Stephen yeah. Hiller is the best. Pilot. Yeah, piloting. Jeff Goldblum's character is the best scientist. Uh Judd Hirsch is the best father. Yeah. Bill Pullman yeah. is the best president. Randy, Randy Quaid, Quaid Fox is the-, is the best stripper. Randy Quaid is the
1: best <laughs> drunken <laughs> buffoon. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Top quality <laughs> drunken buffoonery there.
1: Yep. Uh, now I think at this point it is established in the movie that yes, Mr. Randy Quaid himself is playing a perpetually drunk crop duster. Russell Case! For reasons that would become apparent an hour and a half later in the movie. No, it's apparent pretty early. He flies his plane, someone comes over to
0: his kid's, like, fucked up trailer, and is like, Look at my crops! They're messed up! If your dad doesn't dust my crops soon, I'm getting someone else! (laughs) And then cut to his dumb son riding his dumb, like, motorbike his little moped down the country road. His dad is flying overhead. He waves. They somehow have a conversation, despite the fact that one of them is driving a gas-powered motorcycle, and the other one's flying a fucking airplane. They have a conversation with one another. He dumps his dust, and then they meet, and he's like, it was the wrong place! And he's like, are you sure? And while the jokey, like, jaunty music plays that, like, every 90s movie had,
1: where it's like, ba well because do do. if they did not play that music under every single Randy Quaid scene, it would be like It'd be super sad. It would be like Tropic of Cancer. Yeah, it would be what? just it would be like, like some leaving car- Las Vegas shit. Right, it would be harrowing. Yeah. Oh. So
0: So uh Will Smith is called in, his leave is cancelled, his girlfriend though. Still has to go into work as a stripper. Well, they
1: address this through dialogue, through a throwaway line that she just came up to pick up her paycheck and got talked into doing a shift. Doing a shift while nobody is watching her dance because they're busy watching about the alien invasion. And here is where now she performs uh, 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 in front of a backdrop of the American flag Mm -hmm. for Independence Day. It's July 2nd in the chronology of the film they missed a great opportunity for her to capitalize on the current events and do some sort of a UFO-themed strip tease. Oh, That yeah. would have gotten everybody's attention, especially if instead of dirty talk, she just gave frequent updates on the situation. <laughs> what what song would you do for a UFO-based stripper? Uh, probably uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, but, but like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Putting aside the fact that that song didn't even exist at the
0: time. But on a theremin? What?
3: On a theremin? Jesus. Woof, woof, woof. (laughs) Woof,
1: woof. You you could just do like this movie does. The very first song we hear is uh, R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It. yeah. 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 Which is funny,
0: that was actually, it was supposed to be uh, Tears for Fears' as Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And then they were like, wait a minute, wouldn't End of the World be better? And then they changed it to R.E.M. Especially because the
1: aliens are most definitely not trying to rule the no, world they're definitely at just trying
0: to destroy it. Yeah.
1: Good song, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're both great They're both choices, great songs, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> Uh, they would both sound excellent on a Thurman with <laughs> an amazing strip tease and frequent news updates.
0: What? everybody wants to rule the.
1: <laughs> this just in, the UFO's now over Los Angeles. Back to the strippin'. Here's some more of my butt. Now they're over New York. I feel like the Thurman is pretty much like the the cold in War War of the Worlds. The aliens hear the Thurman and flee. Funny, you should bring up giving the aliens a cold. That'll frequent uh, the factor into the plot. Because Way way to call ahead, bro.
0: (laughs) Way to call ahead.
1: I actually didn't realize that until just now. (laughs) I'm John Rooney. I'm great at Jeff Goldblum impressions.
0: (laughs) Terrible at... Common knowledge! (laughs) Because, like,
1: every other reference in this movie has a character turning to the camera explaining what the reference is to, (laughs) except for that one, so I just, i gotten used to that rhythm, and I didn't think for myself. How dare you,
0: sir? How dare you? So, uh, now, this begins the mass evacuations. The ships have uh, placed themselves over uh, cities across the world. Russia, uh, so in Moscow, New York, L.A., Washington, D.C., London... And what happens is people are fucking stupid and they're like, hey guys, these aliens want to be our friends. And they get on the tops of buildings and they're just like holding up signs and stuff. Now,
1: I've got to stand up for the, the slobbing masses of idiots here in this movie because they are actually secret geniuses. Are they? Number one... The, uh, the A scenario is the fact that the aliens are friendly, in which case they will come down and greet them, and you can lie and say, I am the ruler of this world, please give to me all of your technologies and monies. Aces, you're working out great, or B, they blow up the world, in which case you don't have to worry about the weird, (laughs) dystopian, fallout future that awaits the rest of humanity. That's good. You got it out quick and painless.
0: Because then you don't have to worry about buying all those leather and spikes and chains and putting together all those cars without all that gasoline. I know, without the gasoline,
3: yeah. (laughs)
0: Basically, what they're doing is they're avoiding a future inside Thunderdome. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Good for them. Oh, I hear you.
2: All right. I suppose that's something.
0: So the aliens uh, position themselves. The government sends a helicopter to communicate with them.
1: And I had somehow in my brain implanted the fact that that helicopter plays the tones from close encounters. No. He no. Doesn't. But that is a huge missed opportunity no. for yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been better
0: if they would have just played like some Van Halen or something like that. Yeah. Just like roll up there and be like, Flash, 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 flash. I'm half a teacher. Flash, 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 flash. Running with the devil. Flash, flash, flash. I'm the one, the one
3: you want.
1: It was uh, so good. Sir, these earthlings seem to be rocking out. <laughs> well, then we must party down.
0: Sir, uh, I'm receiving a transmission. It says... Everybody wants some.
1: <laughs> the aliens are dumping Bud Light on all of our skyscrapers. <laughs> They're demanding a bikini car wash.
0: Guys, I think we just wrote the greatest film of oh all my time. Oh my god, no, you're just
2: remembering how much you love Kiss saves the 4th of July.
0: I'm just I just want to say this. It's called Van Halen. <laughs> Nailed it. Of course, the, the U.S. welcome helicopter shines its lights, uh, and all it does is serve as a brighter target for the aliens yeah. to laser beam out of the sky. Yeah, they shoot them down So they bad. shoot them down very badly. Immediately, everyone starts to, uh, and the government, escape. The, the First Lady's in L.A., and she's getting in a helicopter to leave. The President and David Levinson and uh, David Levinson's dad, Julius, they're all getting on a plane to leave. And this is when the—this is the only real montage of the movie, and it's just a destruction of famous buildings montage. And I
1: thought for sure that in today's modern climate, I would feel completely uncomfortable by this, because New York gets obliterated in a very similar way to uh, what had happened on 9-11. Of course. Somehow it is framed in a way where I'm just like, dude, just save the dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I care about. Well,
0: because they blow up, you know, they blow up, like, the Capitol Records building in L.A., they blow up the Empire State Building, they blow up the White House, like, the Capitol Building, and, like, in each one, they give each building its own shot, and their models, yeah. so when they explode, like, they actually are exploding. exploding. It's not, like, weightless CGI Garbage. It's an actual like charge set inside a building, and they blew it up. They not it's only so explode,
1: cool. but like the explosion like continues outward in this insane blast radius where fire just engulfs the rest of the city. Yeah, right. yeah, yes. 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 it is. Re- it is really. Exciting. It's super cool. <laughs>
0: Cars are flying
1: through the air. People are getting vaporized. And that's the thing. Like it, the movie absolutely does not sanitize this at all. It goes out of its way to show people exploding. So and it's just, many
0: people exploding. It's yeah.
1: kind of really cool yeah it's
0: really (laughs) great like this and like yeah, they blow up the White House. The president and 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 his crew barely get away on Air Force One. Air Force One barely outruns a dude because the
1: president. The it's that correlation. The the uh, tighter the president held his daughter, the faster the plane got to go.
0: Yeah. Oh okay, I didn't realize that she was the touch sensitive control. for the yeah. yeah, it's like
1: later on in the movie, the the louder you yell, the faster your plane goes. Yeah. Oh right, of course I understand. Yeah. We're at a we're on an alternate 1996 where technology is empathetic to human emotions. Yeah,
0: so the nice. aliens are attacking. We get a little brief view of what uh, um, Stephen Hiller's girlfriend is up to, the stripper and her kid and the dog. They are on a freeway in LA, which of course, right away, is just a terrible idea. Yeah. Just in general, life to avoid right. uh, freeways in LA. The explosion of fire comes. She ducks into a little, like, a... Uh, oh, no, she kicks a service door in. Yeah. yeah. She kicks down a service door she in is. a tunnel and then gets in... Calls, in high heels. Yeah. In stripper heels.
2: Calls her dog over, Bobo, who, in this great
1: sequence... Slow jumps, motion, jump away from the fire for the dog. As flames blow down the it tunnel. It is so great. It's awesome. There. He...
0: This, this dog, Bobo, he parkours <laughs> over, like, three cars... And then leaps just as flames pass behind him and survives. Because yeah. if that dog had died, this movie would have just taken a fucking turn. Yeah. Like, I would have
1: uh, insisted that we turn the movie off and oh, cancel yeah. the podcast forever. Could, could you
0: imagine when this movie came out in, like, 1996, if, like, that dog bit it and Ooh. just turned it? Like, people would have turned on this movie so, so bad. hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's the thing, like, we are essentially watching the story of the Ubermensch. Like, everyone is yeah. as cool and as great as they possibly can yeah. be, exactly. including the, dog. the dogs. Yeah.
0: He's the best
2: dog. Yeah, where the people are great and the children aren't that irritating. <laughs>
1: yeah, because that's the true. children aren't given much to
0: say or yeah. do. I, <laughs> mean, I will say this, that's though. the you do it.
1: The, the few lines that the child actors do get in this, they deliver relatively well. It's pretty yeah. convincing. They're
0: not terrible. There's right. only two child actors. There's Vivica Fox's... Uh, child actor who also played uh, little Nikki on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Nice, yeah. A- and of course uh Mae Whitman who plays the young pres he plays the president's young daughter. she would grow up to be Anne on Arrested Development. Um, Her yeah. <laughs> Like in the
3: show <laughs> 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 Bye. And everybody! Uh,
0: alright so <laughs> the president and uh the, the uh the, the people the people that, <laughs> the president or the people that's with him on the plane, be well, the, flying away.
1: The or the, uh, the the defense secretary says, Mr. President, we have to launch nuclear weapons at these aliens. It's our only course well, of no, action. No, no, we, we're skipping a part Yeah, well,
0: first he sends the Black Knights up. After yeah, first, oh, right. first
2: Will Smith and Harry Connick Jr. and some odd other 50 or 60 other fighter pilots all the black have knights to give it a shot. And they all get scrambled to try to shoot at the big alien ship, which has...
0: Force blue force field. Oh. Uh, but not before they get there, and Harry Connick Jr. does a very offensive... Like, like
1: a Black Reverend character. Yeah, like
0: he literally comes out and they're just like... Like, oh, we gotta do this, and he's like, "Well, uh, I'll see if uh, would." Hang I- I hey on
1: one it- second. Let me just yeah. get my uh, Amos and Andy impersonation yeah, out of right? A little bit. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty tough to watch. It's like, let
0: me just get some burnt cork and
1: (laughs) go. Yeah, it's It's, rough. It's real rough. I mean, you do have to remember that this is the '90s, so it progressive for the '90s still doesn't quite catch up to where we are now. So the movie certainly was trying, and the movie it clearly thinks that this is just like a charming, funny character, but it just it is the one part of the movie that does not age well yeah it really doesn't it's uh, luckily harry Connick will die in a matter of minutes he will die from break. i guess taking his mask off and forgetting how his plane
2: works nah, he was trying to do some funky tom cruise from uh, top gun maneuver and he failed and he took his mask off because he failed and he couldn't breathe and he got shot down because he took his mask off and he couldn't breathe and he's a fucking failure True,
1: and then uh, they chase Will Smith's plane into the Grand Canyon so that they can get some sweet Empire Strikes Back uh, asteroid chase maneuvers in there, which is real cool. And
0: some sweet New Hope trench run shots in there.
1: It's great. Uh, The alien ship is uh, also, the little alien fighter ships have their own force field, so they are completely uh, invulnerable to conventional Earth weapons. But Will Smith figures
0: something out, and he's like, he knows he's gonna crash his plane. He's out of fuel. Uh, he's like, well, let's see how you can fly blind. And he lets go his parachute, which covers the front of the alien ship. He ejects from his plane. It explodes. The alien ship crashes up on the top of a cliff, skids across, like, the salt flats. Because all of a sudden, they're, they've they gone from, like, California to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he walks up to the ship. He gets off his fucking parachute, walks up to the ship... Climbs on top of it, opens the door, and this is where we see our first look at the aliens. And they're just these gross, like tentacly.
1: Yeah. They're a perfect combination of Predator from the movie Predator and uh, the alien from the movie Alien. Right, and they're covered in goo.
0: Uh, like sticky, like wet goo, which I found out is actually made by one of our fake sponsors, KY Muscle Grease. Oh, nice! Uh, and so, nice. and they have
1: these like wild tentacles that don't seem to serve any purpose other than just around. around. <laughs> no,
2: but wild tentacles are the purpose for KY Muscle
0: Grease. <laughs> <laughs> KY Muscle Grease for all your wild tentacle needs. <laughs> KY
1: Muscle Grease, welcome to Earth. <laughs>
0: Call us hentai fans. (laughs) Speaking of Welcome to Earth, that is how Will Smith greets the first alien to meet a human with his
1: fist! 50 years by punching it in the face! Now, what's great is if you're paying attention to the alien anatomy, one punch from Will Smith is powerful enough to penetrate two skulls (laughs) and render the alien unconscious. Yeah, buddy. Oh, he punches him so hard, it's great. No, it's one of those uh, chi
2: punches. He but punches again... It, 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 the, the punch just blows up at the
1: back. He is peak Will Smith at this, because oh, not yeah. only does he say, welcome to Earth, and then punches him, he then takes out a cigar and says, now that's what I call a close encounter. That's right. <laughs> because, Will Smith, you are the greatest human being to walk this Earth. And,
0: like, this movie is, like, it's 33% spectacle. It's 33%... Charisma, and it's thirty three percent. What's the funniest thing someone could say after doing an action? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's it's awesome. Everyone speaks in sound bites, and it's yeah. and it somehow works. One
2: liners yeah. and zingers.
0: And so now we've got the president and his men. And the president and the secretary of defense and the general, they're all arguing about one another. We should do this. We should do that. We got to nuke this thing. And we got to do that. And then they're like yelling at the president. They're yelling at David. And then who should step up and save the day? But Julius Levinson, Judd Hirsch, the taxi from the show Taxi. Yeah,
1: man. And he does it it so – like he starts out with this really inspirational like, guys, we can't fight anymore. We're all humanity has. And then immediately transitions into – Let's go to Area 51 because I'm also insane. Well, he goes, Don't you yell at
0: my son. You wouldn't be here if my son didn't save us. Yeah. And then, yeah, he immediately is just like, You knew they were here. Uh, Roswell. Roswell, New Mexico. And the president is like, Mr. Levinson, that's the dumbest thing ever. There's no Roswell. And the secretary of defense is like, Maybe there's a Roswell. Maybe we've had aliens the whole time and maybe I just didn't tell
1: anybody. Smash cut to Area
0: 50 fucking one.
1: (laughs) Uh, They go through the X-Men danger room doors. (laughs) Uh, And they're met by... uh, uh, Brent, Spiner. Brent Spiner, Brent Spiner, Data, and Adam Baldwin, who
0: oh, you might know as Jane, Jane from Firefly and Serenity, or my the bodyguard from My Bodyguard. <laughs>
2: no, come on, you're shitting me. The guy with the blonde hair, who's pretty much the schmuck that runs the uh, security for the Area 51, is Jane from Firefly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy who says uh, like, uh, Mr. President, we can't let you in this section because we need to get yeah, rid of yeah, all the guy. static." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah, that's the man... That's why
0: when we were watching it, and he showed up. I even said, hey, look, it's the man called Jane. Yeah, I didn't get that, so I let it go. Audience, yell into your speakers
1: that Patrick's a dummy. <laughs> Whatever. I watched most of Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get into the sub-basement of Area 51 where uh, old Brent Spiner who has had to withhold all of his emotions playing Data for so many years that, given the opportunity, he will act with all of his emotions all of the time. (laughs) He is a delightful tour de force. And he
0: plays uh, Dr. Okun, and he is this, like, wide-eyed, glasses- Long hair, clearly hasn't shaved in a couple days.
1: He has the line of, uh, as you can imagine, Mister President, they don't let us out much.
0: And he's shaking the president's hand, and the president like lets go of his hand and kind of makes a face. that's like, ah, oh, everybody here stinks.
1: <laughs> you do get the impression that were you to touch any of the scientists, they would be very sweaty and gross, I know, yeah. it's just yeah, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, they kind of get a tour of Area Fifty-One. There's like hundreds of scientists just. Moving and twisting and putting screwdrivers into things—just science stuff, you know. Science probing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and they are, are taken to the the hangar where we are see the ship that crashed at Roswell is <gasps> one of the alien fighters. Oh. oh no! They have been here all along. Yep, and. Uh, the president is very upset (laughs) that nobody told him because that is kind of a dick move right? and the secretary of defense is like
1: "Uh, it was classified plausible deniability from who under what circumstances would the president be like oh it turns out America's had aliens this whole time but whoopsie doodle I lost the papers (laughs) ah gee shucks (laughs) no one told me I'm just the president of the United States yeah I don't need to know everything.
0: (laughs) I mean, I was only, for the most part, elected by the people of this country. Oh, boy. Or at least by their representatives inside a college of some kind.
1: (laughs) It's the perfect system. It prevents us from making the wrong decisions. <laughs> and that's exactly what we thought in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they show him the alien ship. They show him the three uh, alien corpses that yeah. they have also had in these weird glowy tubes mm-hmm. like in the X-Files. Yeah, the big goo tubes. Yep.
0: Yeah. And we find out that the aliens aren't too different from us. Uh, they breathe oxygen. They've got comparable tolerances to heat and to cold. Uh, but their technology is, I'm sorry to say... Way more advanced.
1: <laughs> Which no shit, they blew up all of our cities <laughs> yeah, duh. in like an afternoon. Yeah, it was just that was just like a day at the park for them. <laughs>
0: like if I if I wake up in the morning and I manage to eat breakfast and run a errand and then go to sleep, <laughs> that's a full day. Yeah.
1: Well, when I wake up in the morning, the alarm gives out a warning, and I know I'm gonna make it on time. I'm doing saved by the bell, you guys. The theme song from the popular hit TV time show. Time out. By the- so, about
2: this time. Uh, we- you ruined his timeout
1: bit. <laughs> All right, everybody listening, go back 10 seconds. When Mark says time out, pause the podcast.
2: I'm done with you people.
0: <laughs> so, at this point, the uh, the government finally decides we we have no recourse
1: well, no, well, no, 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 no. They at do the point, point, autopsy. At this point, yes. Will
2: Smith flags down a convoy of recreational vehicles, Winnebago's and
0: Coachmasters. Of course, while he's dragging uh, the corpse of the he's alien He's dragging around. the alien around in his parachute. And, and he, is, he
1: is so witty and charming that he is being witty and charming to himself, by himself, in the middle of yeah, nowhere. Right, well, you gotta keep your practice up.
0: <laughs> he's just dragging a giant yeah. alien corpse around... And he's literally just mumbling to himself angrily. Yeah. And he's just like, come on, my planet starts shit. What's that smell? And then just starts kicking it. Yeah. And then closes it with, but I ain't mad. I
1: ain't mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great.
0: Uh, and then, yeah, he runs across uh, uh, Randy Quaid and his uh, goon Obama. army. His <laughs> goon army of Winnebago's and pickup trucks. Trump's Trump. America comes to
1: him. Yeah. <laughs> And the trailer park comes to Area 51. and it, it's pretty great he's uh will Smith gets to the little security checkout booth which yeah. I, can, I can only assume they don't show it on camera but I'll bet it has one of those arms that comes up and yeah. down the, yeah. of course and it's got it, tire spikes I'm sure for
2: a say what mark just said about the trailer park coming to area 51 has larger thematic meaning to me <laughs> the, tra- the, the, the 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 white trash going back to the aliens as opposed to the aliens coming to the white trash it's <laughs> like we're foreshadowing something at this point in the movie.
1: But what could it be? Randy Quaid is drunk and useless at this point. I know! <laughs> oh,
2: what could it be?
1: So Will Smith comes to the security guard. The security guard's like,
0: You can't come in! It's classified! Yes, clearance. Because,
1: because without rules, there is only chaos right. and we only have ourselves. And then Will Smith is like, Oh, you want clearance? Here's my clearance. Here's the alien I welcome to Earth! <laughs> and he's like, I
0: guess that's
3: okay now yeah, the security
1: great. guard is so embarrassed by this whole <laughs> paw yeah. he had no idea he was addressing the possessor of an alien oh, corpse. I, not only like he does used he he the wrong fork at a dinner party not only does he let in Will Smith to save face but he also lets in the entire army of RVs as yes, well right. When he's just like well I have to assume that everyone's carrying the corpse of an alien yeah, yeah.
0: he wel- he welcomes in all of a Morton Joe's followers <laughs> (laughs) The
1: war rigs and whatnot. He decides that even if there is a 1% chance that somebody has an alien corpse, he has to take (laughs) it as an absolute certainty. (laughs) Yeah, of course, Mad Max v. Superman, Dawn of Fury. Dawn of Independence Day.
2: <laughs> that makes perfect sense. How do you get on a high-security clearance uh, government facility? You either have a
1: government-issued ID or an alien corpse. Or yeah. just be behind a person with an alien corpse. Yeah, any of those will Just, do. I can only imagine that as they were going into Area 51, each driver said, I'm with him. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, have you never gone with the old, I'm with that guy? <laughs> No, I no. never gotten you in. Well, I'm with him. I'm supposed to go in yes, like he. is. He's got the alien corpse and I got the Cheetos. Uh, if he goes in and I'm not there, he's going to be so mad, <laughs> Superman. What's your name so I can uh, let my supervisor know who stopped me from coming into Area 51? Yeah, right, right,
0: right. <laughs> it's like that I and I just met like a bouncer at a club. It's like your name's not on the list. Uh, but P Diddy told me to come here. <laughs>
1: And he did have an alien corpse at the time. Oh, right out. Word, word. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, so as they're letting in the uh, the refugees of America. The rabble. They uh, cut to the sub-basement where they're doing an alien autopsy on the corpse that Will Smith brings in. Yeah, they are. Uh, Brent Spiner, without a hairnet or any kind of protection whatsoever. No, no. Look, no. Look, that he, that shit, wear,
2: he is wearing the mask.
1: <laughs> look,
0: look. Here's the thing. That shit won't fly at a Denny's or an IHOP. <laughs> but in a medical setting, I feel like that's okay. <laughs> to have your frizzly, gray, falling out hair all over the place, I think that's alright. And yeah. they do. They Medical setting. So,
1: they do believe the alien to be dead at this point, so, like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. He'll get more dead from a hair that fell into yeah. him? Yeah. So they cut open
0: his exosuit and they dig in. They all make a big show about how much it stinks because they open up, oh, but it smells worse on the inside. Star Wars <laughs> reference. And the hand of the alien starts to move. But like
1: this is the most genius this movie traffics in iconography so well. The alien ships are literally just big flying saucers and the aliens themselves are basically like little gray people from Mars riding around in like xenomorph predators. Yeah. So it is all the most iconic aliens rolled into one creature. Literally rolled. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. (laughs) It's a taquito of aliens. (laughs) So Burrito alien wakes up yeah. and immediately uh begins attacking the people with yeah. wild tentacles and whatever, and yeah, using it it uh, frequency. It
1: turns into like a Sam Raimi movie for yeah. 20 minutes. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, for, for 30 seconds, that's all Dutch angles and shadows. <laughs> yeah. And, and really,
1: snap zooms. <laughs> yeah. uh, the alien with a sense of atmosphere takes out all the lights and rips open a gas tube yeah. to fill the chamber. I was with about smog. to say he
2: kills practically everybody and then he fills the whole place with dry ice smoke just like every 90s haunted house you ever went to
1: (laughs) and uh, the alien I guess mistaking data for our um, goodwill ambassador yeah Uh, ...wraps its tentacle around him, throws him onto the glass, and uses him as, like, a telepathic mouthpiece. Yeah, like an yeah. interpreter. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so the president... And that's the great part, is because this all happens, and then the president and his crew oh, just, like, come is, into the room, and they're just like, All right, guys, let's go check on what's going on. This is
1: This is my favorite moment in the entire... One of my favorite moments in the entire movie is uh, Brent Spiner acting as the interpreter clearly has, it's, it's all foggy, so you yeah. only see Brent Spiner pressed against the glass with uh, an alien tentacle around his neck, and he just says, release me, release me, and one of the military guys goes, oh, okay, Over and goes to open the door yeah. before the general stops him and, like, obviously it's, don't do yeah. that. Guys, there's smoke and sparks
0: everywhere.
1: <laughs> also, it looks like there's a
0: big, thick, gray dick around his neck. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So the alien comes in, comes in from the fog, and we can see now exactly what's going on. He's using his telepathy to communicate with the president. Uh, the president tries to negotiate peace with the alien because he is still capital letters the best president right, ever. Right, right, right. Uh, the alien says the only thing humanity can do for him is die, and then gives the president a psychic,
0: high pitched squeal and then the general Now at this point this
2: is one of like my top 10 thing favorite things that ever happens in a movie. Okay. The general says to the security officer is this glass bulletproof? and then the security officer says with very knowingly no it's not <laughs> with a wry smile and a wink yeah. and then him and like six other guys with suits line up in front of this glass and they're nine millimeters and blast this alien away <laughs> the alien flies across tables like it's being hit with a shotgun <laughs> They're yeah. just six nine millimeters, and they're just unloading on it, and that that pleases the fuck out. And of not me. only that,
0: so they just blow it the fuck away. The president kind of gets up, and he's like, he showed me his plan. They're like locusts; they come here and they take a uh, planet's resources, and then move on. Where next? And then. They're like, well, we have to do something. Meanwhile, Adam Baldwin, the man called Jane, walks over to the alien, and it's just kind of sitting there, and it's still alive. Its hand is still moving. It's still, like, kind of, like, breathing. And he pumps four shots into it, yes. point blank. Yeah. Yes. Fucking quadruple taps
1: yeah. it to make sure. It's dead. it, it's pretty great. Right. It is yeah. the most American thing that happened in this movie. And this is this is also the scene where they remove the tentacle from Brent Spiner's neck, implying that he could be alive or dead, depending on twenty-year later sequels.
2: Yeah. <laughs> depending,
1: yeah. So,
0: meanwhile, uh, uh, Will Smith's stripper girlfriend. Is uh, kind of wandering around what's left of L.A. and she comes across the first lady, and she's wounded very badly. We know that because a guy who just took the subway for the first time
1: says so. <laughs> yeah,
2: and they and she. Forms... I mean, he may not be a doctor, but he did stay at
1: a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, they, uh, They have a little bonding moment! They do, and I really, I, I really like their, their friendship. It's, it's really nice, uh, you know, Vivica Fox says, you know, oh, I'm a dancer, and, uh, like, the first lady oh, says, ballet. Like, uh, no, uh, exotic! exotic. <laughs> uh, and the the first lady kind of is taken <clears throat> aback, doesn't quite know how to react, and says, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, and she says, no, don't be, it's my decision to do what I want with my body, this is an agreement that I have entered into, yeah. knowing full, like, it's... It's kind of a really cool moment. Yeah, she likes what she does. She's good at it. She She, makes good money. Right. She's not ashamed at
0: all. No, she can raise her kid that way. Clearly her fucking Air Force officer
1: husband doesn't care. Sure. (laughs) And not only that, but like, that stripping is paying for a very nice house in Los Angeles. Yeah, it is. That is a really
0: beautiful home.
2: In an almost otherwise exclusively white neighborhood.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, they're kind of hanging out, and then... Uh, they're kind of having their little moment and back at Area 51, the president finally, after being mentally attacked by aliens and seeing what they're going to do to us finally says, Nuke them.
1: Nuke them. Nuke the bastards. And
0: so... Cut to Houston, Texas. But, oh,
1: man, uh, the Secretary of Defense could not be more pumped for nuking Yeah, He is, like, He's orgasmically
0: pumped. Punked.
1: Yeah. It is like he has been waiting his entire career. He got into national defense just to nuke one
0: thing, one time. He's sexually charged about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we cut to Houston. This tank comes in. They drop the nuke. And at, for a second there, they think... We've taken out the ship. We did it. There was high fires, and it was cheering. Well, and,
1: and it's important to point out that the reason that they're so hesitant to use nuclear weapons, and Jeff Goldblum is very much against this, is because there will be untold civilian collateral damage. Right. Because yeah. even though they have evacuated all the major population centers, there's still people in those cities that right. are going to die from right. these nuclear weapons. Yeah, as we learn, the news is still happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
2: We've only lost major uh, major cities. Yeah, we've and,
0: only lost New York, L.A., Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta. Houston, Atlanta. <laughs> but, I
2: mean, the thing is, though, this is back before the big digital convergence, so that's all analog si- signals coming out of... Uh, that's true. Very like, th-
0: good point. Good shit point. shithole
2: Kansas City Channel 7 is
0: still going to be fucking <laughs> broadcasting, Some man. Some dickhead in Wisconsin yeah. is just like,
3: I own the news!
0: Yeah. Bill beats Peterson... <laughs>
1: Franchisee of the Iowa (laughs) 9. So yeah, it turns out that the nuclear weapon, in fact, does not work, because of course it doesn't, You turkeys! It's got a force field! (laughs) And this is sort of the moment of darkness for everybody. This is the part of the
0: hero's journey where everyone is filled with doubt. Yeah, this is the
1: belly of the whale. Yes, Yeah.
0: yeah, and so David Levinson Jeff Goldblum just... Starts pounding a bottle of Bushmills and gives up and is just like, if I pollute the world fast enough, they won't want it. Yeah, because now
1: I really feel for Jeff Goldblum's uh, character in this because he points out he has spent his entire life riding bicycles not using fossil fuels, recycling at every moment, which was hard to do in the Basically 90s. Basically being Ed Begley Jr. And to have it all taken away yeah. from no fault of his own? Like, it's just infuriating. Yeah. And then he commits the
2: most destructive act that you can commit in the 1990s. Littering. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's true. He makes a mess of an office and overturns a wastebasket. And uh, meanwhile, Will Smith uh, commandeers a cargo helicopter. Oh, that's nice. I would use the word steals, but no, because he uses borrowing it, and he uses his words because one of the uh, one of his subordinates pulls out uh, a weapon and says, "Like, sir, I can't let you take that because obviously I can't let you take that." Uh, Will Smith just looks him right in the eyes and says, "You really want to shoot me?" And nobody ever wants to shoot Will Smith. No, that's Look true. at those beautiful, doughy eyes. He practically could have stayed in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he takes this helicopter to go looking for his girlfriend.
0: And finds her almost immediately. Yeah. They're apparently the only people alive in Los Angeles. Well, we don't really
1: do a lot of showing
2: him, like, flying over shitty Los Angeles, being like, That's true.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> oh, that's just a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nah, Which is great I mean, because yeah. all restaurants in Los Angeles are oh, Taco, Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. No. Definitely. Um, and so he finally finds uh, uh, Jasmine and the kid, and the first lady brings them back,
1: and the dog, and lady. the dog, and Bobo the dog, of course. And I'm so dog. sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. And brings them back, and once again let through security because yeah. he's got a first lady. Well, because now, him.
1: yeah, now his security credentials are first the first lady. lady. Yeah. 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 And she. Because everyone knows Alien Corpse will really only work once. Yes. That's
0: right, yeah. Really, if anything,
2: Will
1: Smith is the biggest I'm with him writer <laughs> <laughs> of anybody. Yeah, the message of this movie is very much be friends with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because like if he
0: left again, the only way for him to get back would have been to show up with like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> and a phone booth that he got Abraham Lincoln with. Yeah, and was like, I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> and so we find <clears throat> out the First Lady's brought back. She, um, She's not going to live much longer. Yeah, and she's got the, internal bleeding. And she's her and the President to have a nice little... Uh, they have a nice little goodbye, and then he has a little talk with the daughter. It's a very touching scene. It really yeah. is. And, okay. um, yeah. It There's is, some yeah.
1: genuine pathos Stupid. going on. Yeah, it is a little, it's very sad. But what's great is you can see because the president gets up, and you can see in his eyes that he is, his resolve is even stronger now oh, to yeah. give right. the world a future. Because
0: right. now, it's, now it's personal for yeah. him. Yeah. When those first couple million people were killed, <laughs> it was just kind of like, now it's my job. Yeah. I gotta do what I do. But <laughs> the minute his wife died, it's like, that's it! <laughs> yeah. Give me a fucking airplane!
1: It's pretty uh, much uh, Hans Gruber pretty much just figured out who his wife is. No. And uh, speaking of that's itting, uh Jeff Goldblum is also hitting a bit of a, a trough in his emotional well-being. Yep, he's he's uh bendering pretty hard. Yep, he has finished the bottle of scotch that he started in a previous scene. He's had a conversation with his ex-wife where his ex-wife very rightfully says, hey, you could have done anything with your life and you didn't. I had to actually make something of myself and I do miss you, but I don't regret leaving you. Which is totally fair. And he's like... Yeah uh, cuz there cuz you don't there's no good comeback to that. There well, isn't. technically what she says
2: to him is uh, and he does have a great comeback. She says, "Haven't you ever wanted to be a part of something special?" and he slams his bottle of alcohol on the table and says, "I thought I was." Yeah. talking about his marriage, which yeah. I actually thought was pretty pretty strong.
1: Yeah. yeah. But again, like it is it doesn't wipe away the fact that like, "Hey man, like" Press secretary for the president of the right. United States is a pretty big but deal. But that's one of the
0: things I like about these characters, that they basically show that they're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they show that this wasn't one of those situations where, like, he wasn't, like, slapping her around, she wasn't cheating on him. Yeah. These were two professionals who, like, two just people who, like, didn't know, like, one of them knew what they wanted, the other one didn't, and they just grew apart. And what's great is like it it's has, very adult. It's surprisingly adult right. for a Roland
1: Emmerich movie. And like <laughs> spoiler alert, when they get back together, it's totally believable. Right, like, exactly. Like it makes a logical sense that these relationships often don't make in in these big, big budget action yeah. movies. Sure.
0: So, at this point, he has a little like it's the long night, and he has a talk with his his dad, Julius. And Julius makes an offhand comment about, ah, you gotta get dressed, you're wearing the thinnest strapped white beard of all time. (laughs) You're gonna 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 catch a cold!
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's like, a cold? And then literally takes his hand... Puts it on his head to signify that he's put on his thinking cap and now shit gets real. This is the,
1: uh, the like NCIS slash, uh, CSI CSI (laughs) where he's like, someone made an offhand comment and that's all I needed to solve the case.
0: Like all that was missing was him to like put sunglasses (laughs) on.
1: And he immediately goes to work. He wakes up another scientist and says, I've I've got a great idea. Start working on it. Without telling the scientist what the idea is or what to start working on. Start typing. (laughs) The scientist, Mm -hmm. true to his order, just starts doing science stuff. He's just hitting. That's how you did it back then, man. Uh, uh, Tab space, tab space, tab space. What am I doing? And now we get into one of my all time favorite scenes of any movie ever where he is explaining it's the pointer scene, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark and New Hope, where they're going to explain what. The final battle is going to be, and it's Jeff Goldblum bumbling and stuttering his way through some of the greatest explanation dialogue ever written.
2: Punching a whiteboard.
1: It is all the things you want it to be.
0: It's, it's just great. It's all pauses and erroneous punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And basically, what the plan boils down to is they're going to fly this alien spacecraft up to the mothership and upload a computer virus. Into the mothership, and then that, and then blow it up with a nuclear weapon inside of it. And that should disorient the other ships on Earth long enough for us to mount a counter-offensive. So as they're getting prepared for the ship, getting it ready, and making sure it flies, and then all that stuff... Uh, meanwhile, they're looking for pilots to fly the jets, and who should apply? But good old Randy Quaid. Because
1: I guess they put out a call for all your dirtiest, drunkest pilots you can get together. Well,
0: there's literally a guy who like drives the jeep out to the hobo village that's outside Area Fifty One. Yeah, and he uses a microphone. He goes, "We need people with flying experience." He's like, "I can fly." <laughs> I'm pilot yeah. and then, then we cut to his training that's yep. it
1: yeah. which consists of someone saying like this will be no pun intended your crash course to the world of flying our fighter jets Randy Quaid stands up and says I was abducted by an alien once yeah. but don't worry I'm mostly sober now and it's great because whenever he mentions that he was abducted by
0: aliens even especially after the aliens show up they still treat him yeah. Like, yeah. like a crazy <laughs> country <laughs> guy right <laughs> like
2: this dumb hick, aliens? Who's ever heard of that?
1: (laughs) Now, everybody, lock your missiles to fight the aliens. (laughs) But yeah, they they look at drunk, bearded, dirty Randy Quaid yelling as loud as he possibly can, and they say, yes, give that man eight million dollars of military equipment. (laughs) Hey, man. Put him in the sky as fast as possible. It's either let
2: him crash it or let the aliens blow it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Stephen Hiller and Jasmine are getting married oh, yeah. because what's more important than saving the world than true love <laughs> oh saving the world from aliens exploding it
1: I feel like that wedding could have waited a few minutes well, but here's the thing it's it, they're clearly working on getting the computer virus ready like there's not a, a lot that those two characters could be doing they were waiting for all the preparations to take but place but that doesn't
0: explain why David shows up why Jeff Goldblum shows up to be a witness because he's, he's the only
1: one who knows how it works because he needs to sit down with his ex-wife and hear all about love yeah. from a priest so right. that they can hold hands and fall in love again. He's the
2: witness, and his uh, and his, his estranged wife. They're the witnesses because the
1: plot needs them to be.
0: <laughs> oh, that's I and forgot. Now, I forgot the script willed it. Yeah. Right. But
1: also, here's the thing: if this scene had happened after the speech, I would have thrown things at the television yeah. and said, "There's no time," yeah. because that speech needs to happen immediately before the final battle because right. it is so goddamn like joyously pumped up to do that final fight. So after the wedding,
0: we cut to the president marching forth. All the fighter pilots are joining him and he stands up in the middle of the fucking tent villa that they've got set up and he gives the most inspirational speech in movie history. Like, Suck it Patton from Patton.
1: (laughs) Suck it Braveheart. From Braveheart, (laughs) this is the speech. But, like, here's the thing. This speech is so good. It is so inspirational that I am aghast that real-life presidents don't just give this as their State of the Union address. (laughs) Every time. It is applicable to any political situation, and it immediately makes me feel ready for the world. Well,
2: the problem, I think, that that might stop them from using it... Every speech ever is that it is uh, heavily, heavily leans into references to how it's today, July 4th. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Then just reschedule the State of the Union listen, because it's that important. Listen,
2: listen. I want to wish all Americans a Merry Christmas and damn it, this will be our Independence Day.
1: <laughs> but this is kind of like the, the
2: Thanksgiving address. We, uh, we pardon the Gobbler Gobbler. And don't let them take this away from
1: you. But yeah, yeah, this, this is the ultimate why. crux of the movie. It is the the movie kind of telling you what it's about, yeah. uh, which is, you know, hey, uh, the 4th of July will no longer be an American holiday. It'll be an Earthican holiday. We will yep. all celebrate it. Uh, you know, the word mankind now has renewed meaning. Yeah. We are stronger together. Uh, Bill Pullman, please be my president. It's great. And what's even better is that the only people who hear this speech
0: are like eight shitty fighter pellets that they just picked up yeah. off the street. Sure. Nobody else will ever hear it. Nope. And for the rest of his life, he's just going to be sitting there like, uh, one time I gave a speech and it was really good <laughs> and people liked it. Oh, whatever you say, Mr. President. Uh, it was an independent state. like, we know is the war of 1996. Aliens, right? <laughs> you know there were aliens. They were here. We have all this technology. <laughs> (laughs) sure thing Mr. President (laughs) quote
1: fingers yeah I mean to be fair this guy's a real one term president yeah that's right a real get him in get him out well you know what had he
0: had a stronger anti-terrorism policy those aliens wouldn't have attacked us that's right that's right
1: (laughs) what we needed was a big wall yeah. Right outside of Mars. Or they should have just sent that helicopter up and said, "I'm sorry, aliens, you're on the no-fly list. I will have to ask you to ground your aircraft at once. Come on down. You may buy weapons once you've landed, <laughs> but you cannot fly." Uh, but yeah, Bill Pullman gives the the speech of the movie, which yeah. is great and amazing. And may well the titular everyone. speech, the, the yep. speech of the decade. Yeah. Uh, And then he immediately starts taking off his suit, and one of the uh, father surrogate generals comes up and says, "Uh, Mr. President, what are you doing? And he says, I'm a fighter pilot. I belong in the sky. Hoorah. And it's just like, And then then Robert Loja,
0: Robert Loja, who plays the general, gives him a look of, like, half I'm proud of you, boy. (laughs) Yeah. And half...
1: I love you, boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's deeply, deeply, like, beautiful. And and, uh, it is. No, it's really nice. Like, it's these guys clearly have a lot of affection for one another. And he's sad to see him go up there because his president, Mike Dunn, get
1: killed. Yeah. Uh, so they they send the the fighter pilots are in the sky. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith team up to board the alien spacecraft and fly it to the mothership. And oh my God, it turns into the best buddy cop movie ever. If they ever make Lethal Weapon Five: Lethal Space,
0: this is the two guys that have to be in it. Yeah, First. and Judd
2: Hirsch in the Joe Pesci role. Oh perfect. man, it's Could you imagine
0: that? Just Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum flying in in a space cop car. With fucking sirens and everything, and Jeff Goldblum as Murtaugh, <laughs> just going, uh, I'm, uh, uh,
1: um, uh, uh, I'm too, too old for this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, so they they fly it up to the alien mothership. They have uh, nothing but amazingly charming and incredibly endearing banter. Yeah, it's all just,
0: it's wonderful, like, His Girl Friday, 1940s, like, fast-paced banter back and forth. It's so good. Uh,
1: Will Smith makes sure that they get cigars to smoke upon the completion of this mission, as is his Air Force tradition. Yes, once the fat lady sings. Uh, they fly up into the mothership, and uh, Jeff Goldblum, I guess, closes the blinds on the alien ship that they've had, so mm-hmm. that they can't tell that there's humans inside. There's, I guess, the head alien who sits in a chair surrounded by television screens. Well, he's yeah. I, he's not the head alien. I think he's just like the traffic like the, controller. Yeah, the air alien. traffic
2: controller alien. Yeah, sure. You like? like he works for Patsco. He's got his union card. <laughs> like, Reagan
0: fired him. That's why he's working <laughs> for the aliens. Here's the thing. I assume they're a lot like the Smurfs. And the second that they all are identical, but they all only have one specialization, it's like I'm air traffic controller alien, and I just make sure ships come in. I'm garbage alien, and I just make sure that the garbage gets taken out. I'm murder alien; I make all the exoskeletons for people to murder people. I'm spaceship alien; I make sure all oh, that the spaceships work on murdering people. And they whistle while they work. Yeah, that's right. Exactly what it is. And then there's Papa Alien, and then there's Alienette, who's the only female in the entire colony. And yet somehow they keep getting more and more aliens. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> to go into any deeper. It's
2: <laughs> not ass.
0: Yeah. So, yes. uh, uh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum, David Levinson, uploads his computer virus via the amazing computing power of a MacBook and uh, Mac PowerBook and shoots the virus up into the spaceship. And the aliens are like, Bruh! No! And they try to escape, but they can't! Their ship is stuck! Meanwhile, the airline fighter, the airport, uh...
2: Air <laughs> Force fighters. No, the airport went up into the sky
0: yeah. and started shooting... The O'Hare air. Airport
1: yeah. lifted itself <laughs> off the ground. Yeah. You may not know it to look at it, but it is a Gundam. It will activate <laughs> yeah. its launch codes it when you it. It
0: is one of the helicarriers from Captain America Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. It is
1: part of Ultron. It is part... <laughs> Ha, 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 all the Annie's pretzels become gun units. Yeah, exactly. makes <laughs> perfect sense. The Green Ranger summons his Zord and O'Hare comes <laughs> into the <laughs> sky. I just want to say, like, we will probably never watch the Power Rangers movie, so I just want to get this on record. I, The Green Ranger's weapon, which is a knife that is also a flute that summons a robot <laughs> dragon, <laughs> is probably the greatest idea humanity has ever conceived. <laughs> Thank you for that.
2: Jeff Goldblum impersonator, John. (laughs) (laughs)
0: moving on Uh, eventually uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are like, alright well we don't have any choice, we're stuck here let's just nuke them and you know, we'll sacrifice ourselves and we're gonna save the world they light their cigars, they get in there,
1: they wave very sarcastically, yeah, they open up the shades and Jeff Goldblum makes eye contact with the head alien and says, oh yeah uh, look at us, it's the oh it's it's the earthlings, oh look at the earthlings, and they cut to a shot of the alien raising one ear as if to say, this is highly unorthodox, (laughs) you're not our
0: regular plumbers <laughs> they they fire the nuke The nuke flies past the air traffic control alien, through a wall, knocks over a coffee-drinking alien, and then scares a desk-sitting alien, alien, who I assume is, like, the Foreman alien. No, that's the thing. You have no idea. In the middle of the alien
2: spaceship, it's just uh, comic strips of Dilbert being played out. (laughs) And that alien
1: literally sees the missile, looks at it, and goes, (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, he... he tipped Mitchell the Thursdays. tool Man Taylor grunts. Yeah, he say as if to say, well played, humanity, checkmate indeed. <laughs>
0: and somehow that enables their ship to be let loose and they speed out of there and there's a cool little chase where they're being chased by the other alien fighters and and Jeff Goldblum does nothing
1: helpful he just all all faster all we gotta go faster Uh, uh, faster 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 we would probably do better if we went faster on this buddy Mm. and Will Smith is just don't side street drive and then just start screaming yeah Yeah. don't side street (laughs) drive (laughs) this is the other Danny Glover movie these listen (laughs) you never know if you don't go (laughs) you never Never shine if you don't glow. Hey now! What? Oh god damn it. You are
0: not an (laughs) all-star. No, no,
1: but I gotta get the show on and get paid. All the glitters must be gold, because only shooting stars blow up the alien mothership with a nuclear weapon. John, it ain't no
2: joke. I I had something to say, but I killed myself
0: instead. If I could buy the world a toque and teach the world to sing in oh, perfect God harmony. If I
1: could teach the What's life. great is there is a moment in this where someone introduces Will Smith to uh, to like one of the four-star generals and says, you're going to want to hear what this guy has to say. And all I could think is, you're going to want to hear about this guy, how his life got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> and he just wants to take one minute. So
0: just sit right there when he tells you how he became the prince of a town
1: called Bellow. <laughs> <laughs> It is the 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 one thing that that uh docks some points on this movie for a 90s Will Smith movie is this, bef- this is before Will Smith could demand demand writing the ending movie rap, absolutely which uses the title of the movie as the chorus yeah which I am heartbroken that he does not do today
0: yes yeah there's there's not nearly enough Will Smith like Uh, thematic rap tunes because you had you had Men in Black you had Wow Wow West you had Men in Black 2 and then but yeah we never got we never got uh, pursuit of Happiness We
1: never got Ali Ollie. We never got After Earth <laughs> We never got Seven Pounds We never got I am con- legend Concussion <laughs> We never got Yeah, did we say After Earth? Yeah, yeah. After Earth Yeah, yeah, yeah Because that deserves to be on the list <laughs> Yeah, back. right That movie would have gotten Ten Oscars If Will Smith rapped At the end of yeah, that Yeah, right What happens Earth. when aliens
0: Take over Earth? After Earth After <laughs> Earth <laughs> I, I think the most uncomfortable
2: Of these would be The rap after Legend of Bagger Vance <laughs>
1: Being I have the one guy play golf, play golf, play golf. I'm a magical guy and he plays golf. I mean, what's really bad about that is you know that uh, uh, Matt Damon would have to have at least one verse in it. But it'd be oh. like, the country verse for me, please. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so...
0: Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith escape. The alien mothership is exploded. The fighter jets attack the main ships uh, uh, on Earth and they find out they are finally vulnerable. And the president leads an attack on the ships and there's a big dogfight. Planes are getting blown up, fighters getting blown up, missiles getting launched all over the place. Finally, the president is on a run to blow up the big giant dick gun coming out of the bottom of the alien ship. He fires his missile. It just impacts on the
1: surface. Negative. It's not a direct hit. Negative. Does anybody have any missiles left? only the drunkest pilot of them all (laughs) the glorious randy quaid that's right cousin eddie himself shows up (laughs) he's got one missile left and boy is he gonna make it worth their while now what's great is this is the missile gets jammed so he knows he only has one choice which is to fly his entire plane into the opening of the uh, alien ship and he has this heartwarming moment where he says listen Tell my kids that I love them and that I'm proud of them, and they're like, Awesome, those are the best last words you could ever have, drunk Randy Quaid. Then he takes his mask off and just starts saying, All right, alien assholes, it's time to put one up yours! (laughs) I'm back! He tries to
0: fire his missile at Jams. He flies his plane into the gun. It explodes. It blows up the ship. And then the word is sent out all across the world: yeah. "We can defeat them." It's sent by Morse code. And the British and the Israelis and the Iraqis working together yeah. take out their ship. And the Africans take out their ship, ship. And the and everyone all around the world they're taking, taking out, out ships. Ship. And uh, we finally. Everyone gets in there celebrating, and we see Randy Quaid's terrible, stupid, bad actor son, and then (laughs) the man called Jane comes over, and he's like, you know, your dad died a hero, you should be proud. And he's like, uh (laughs) uh Which is like a real turn from how he wasn't
2: proud when his dad was crop dusting the wrong field. So see, it's like a big character arc thing. Yeah, but I
0: mean,
1: like, no one can feel good about that. (laughs) yeah. Randy, to be fair to that kid, Randy Quay did not give him any reason to be proud. No, not at all.
0: So, uh, everyone's very excited. They've won the day the president comes back. But where is Captain Hiller and David Levinson?
1: Well, don't worry, sir. Something just came up on the radar. Just came up. Because just, those radar operators are incredibly dedicated to the yeah. job. Right.
0: And once again, they drive from Las Vegas To Utah, to the Salt Flats. (laughs) They can't get enough of them Salt Flats. And uh, there is Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith with all of the swagger smoking cigars still. They've been smoking these cigars since they left the mothership. They're still mostly full. And they're just fucking sauntering down yeah. the only thing it's missing is just like well you can't tell what the i use my walk I'm a woman's man no time to talk yeah, you see love <laughs> you, right, right, right. all right. it's okay you can't look the other way we can't try to, no.
1: oh I just I, just I need I need to uh, to just uh, relax fair listeners your iPod has not suddenly skipped over to your favorite song <laughs> from Saturday Night Fever the Bee Gees. That was in fact our very own Mark <laughs> and Patrick You should be dancing <laughs> yeah. Somebody put them on shuffle <laughs> And uh, no There's matter yeah, how many times
3: here. <laughs> You're,
0: every <woman. laughs> You're every woman
1: You're every woman to me,
3: me.
0: <laughs> Open Sesame. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. That's cool in the gang. I didn't know. I was like, that's not a BG song at all. <laughs> but it is on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's an uncomfortable movie. Let's not watch it. <laughs> uh, moving on. Independence Day. Uh, everyone gets back together, and everyone yeah. is happy, and the credits roll, and that's the end that's of the it, movie. Yeah. It, it just ends. America fucking wins, and all there is is the ship exploding <laughs> into a mountain, and just giant rainbows streaking through the sky. And Will Smith turns to his now stepson and says, didn't I promise you fireworks? Yep. Long pause. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Credits. And then the
2: Lee Greenwood... Yeah, Doom sort of <laughs> it it up, to up be an American. <laughs>
0: uh, Meanwhile, yeah, as Patrick said while we were watching the movie, that alien spaceship becomes a super fun sight for millions of years. <laughs> man,
2: no kidding. What <laughs> kind of radiation? I mean, it's a massive
3: spaceship.
2: It has to be running on an energy source that is very tough. Oh yeah, well, if, not only if that, but 70
0: different people don't turn into hulks <laughs> yeah, I would right. blow my mind. I mean, right? Also,
1: the debris from the alien mothership yeah. has been irradiated from yeah. The yeah. nuclear explosion to yeah, that took it
2: And now it's, and now raining, it's raining into raining our atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, we have problems beyond the the victory here. Well,
1: unfortunately, they'll never make another one of oh, these. Yeah, nice. So we can't follow up. Good to know. We don't we'll never know what happens to these characters. Uh, which is a shame because I feel like this this uh, franchise really needs a hemsworth in it. Yeah, sure, or, uh, um,
0: uh, 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 uh... We'll be right back (laughs) with Bullet Points! (laughs) Bullet Points! And now it is time for Bullet Points, and our first Bullet Point is... Body Count! Body Counts. John, what's the body count of this movie? (laughs) Um... Uh, n- not applicable.
1: <laughs> o- all, every, uh, s- uh, just, I, the whole, the, all of, most, most of the world. Yeah. Uh, just a picture of the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was looking up the body Zero counts. dogs, though.
1: No dogs. No Correct.
0: Sense. Correct. I was, I was looking up the body counts and I, 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 you know, a bunch of different yeah. sources And I was able to find numbers as low as 48. Which is is, absolutely
1: wrong. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And only as high as, like, 900. Which is still, like, so low. They waste New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Atlanta, Houston with a nuke. They waste London, Moscow, all sorts of cities across the world. They Mm. blow up an alien spaceship in space and it rains debris into the world. The correct answer is... Billions. Yeah, the answer
2: is billions. (laughs) Definitely billions. I second billions.
0: The motion passes. (laughs) Billions are dead. (laughs) Moving on to the next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Patrick, what's your best kill?
2: Uh... I'm going to give an honorable mention, like I said before, because I really do love uh, the alien getting shot by, while he's holding Brent Spiner in the cell. But uh, my favorite kill happens, and it's totally nondescript. It's when the aliens are assaulting uh, Area 51 on the surface, and some nameless, faceless schmuck is just running at the camera, and then he is engulfed in flames and sort of picked up and tossed into a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> And I still don't know exactly how they did it because you don't really—it doesn't seem like he stops and like gets pressed back into the barrel. It seems like he actually gets picked up by a stage fan and tossed into a barrel. And I was—I was impressed by that.
0: Well, as everyone knows, alien fire explosions don't follow conventional laws yeah. of
1: physics. Why would they? They're from alien places.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: They have no concept of our laws and customs. Yeah. No, that—that's that, my myth. John, what's your best kill? Uh, It's got to be Mr. Harvey Firestein getting blown up in traffic. He is uh, trying to escape New York City. He is unfortunately stuck in traffic trying to get a hold of his therapist because, yeah, I would need to talk to someone in this situation. It seems very stressful. He even says he is, for $300 an hour, you can put me through to his house in (laughs) the (laughs) Hamptons. But, uh, yeah, so he sees the fireball coming at him and he just says, famous last words Oh, crap. (laughs) <laughs> and then a car is thrown onto him and he explodes yeah that's a tough break but like yeah that's the way I want to go out yeah just just throw a fire car at me yeah. just let me do some mid-range profanity and crush me with an exploding car please should have never quit your job doing gender transitions in San Francisco I <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I don't understand about this death, though, is they make it very clear that in the Cable building that Harvey Firestein and uh, Jeff Goldblum work, there is a bomb shelter yeah. in that building. Well, they some guy says there
0: might be a bomb shelter in the building. We don't know that for sure. That's true. For all we know, that's just like one of those urban legends. Like, oh, there's a bomb shelter in this building. Oh, the Jersey Devil's
1: a real thing. <laughs> Bigfoot's here. If the teacher doesn't come into the classroom after ten minutes, you can just leave. <laughs>
2: Also, I'm not sure that giant laser out of a 15-mile-wide spaceship is something that a bomb shelter will protect you from. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll protect you more than that car did, buddy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> it is a giant laser. Uh. It's not a bomb.
0: <laughs> and as we just discussed... Giant fire alien explosions don't follow our physics. They are very
1: yeah. unintentionally impolite. They Correct. don't know that they're breaking custom. <laughs>
0: and as we will
2: learn in the movie, NORAD gets destroyed, and that's like deep within a mountain in Colorado. That's
0: true. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty powerful alien fire explosion. Yeah. yeah. But as,
1: as sorry as I am to see uh, Harvey Feuerstein exit the film, because he is always a delight. Uh, he does get a really <laughs> good. Death.
0: He does get a great death. Yeah. That's true. Mark, your favorite kill... Guys, my favorite kill, my best kill, is coffee-drinking alien on the mothership. <laughs> because Captain Stephen Hiller and David Levinson fire a nuke. It goes right past a uh, uh, traffic control alien. It goes through a wall, and there's just this alien as it passes through who's just thrown to the side and just clearly dead. Yeah. And he's one of those aliens who's just like... Probably was having a cup of coffees on his f- f- federally mandated government work break. Yeah, right.
1: He, w- he had finally worked up the courage to ask his office crush out for a drink after the invasion yeah, of birth. They were
0: sitting around the watering hole and they were talking about space breaking bad or whatever <laughs> they were doing. It was probably
1: on a Monday. No one super wanted to be there. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> He's like, ugh... And up there, Corporal Blorp wants me to do this. And it's like, I told you I can't have it done by Tuesday. But you know Captain Blorp.
1: Uh, I got stopped by security because I wasn't wearing my badge in a visible part of my body. at <laughs> my eyeballs and spreadsheets, Edna. <laughs> and so
0: he just bites it. Moving on to our next bullet point, war crimes.
1: War crimes. John, tell us about some war crimes in this movie. Uh, so, again, just, uh, uh, just a picture of the world. <laughs>
0: sure, sure. Um, I now, guess- I do want to say this. We did set a precedent during our Predator episode that aliens are not necessarily responsible for war crimes because they're not from here, and therefore do not
1: fall under our yeah. earthly conventions. They are not signatories. I say, yes, I will say that. I will, however, also say that Area 51 building secret alien weapons without even telling the president yes. probably violates war a couple crime. conventions. That's definitely a war crime. Yeah, definitely a war crime.
0: <laughs> Patrick, war crimes. Well, now that we've taken out the
2: whole like secret base with a shadow government military thing... <laughs> I think the other one's going to have to be nuking Houston Yeah, (laughs) when they clearly have a force field. (laughs) What part of G.I. Joe force fields were like, ah, let's just hit them harder. That'll work.
0: (laughs) What has a force field ever worked that way? (laughs) To be fair, the alien spaceship was yelling, Cobra! (laughs) So they thought it would work. The the whole
2: time, yeah.
0: (laughs) Mark, war crimes... Uh, I I gotta say, like for me, I think the biggest war crime of this movie is that Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith <laughs> never made another movie together after this. That is brutal. That to me is the biggest war crime. That to me is just a shame because they have such great chemistry together, and they're so fun and so funny. And uh, this is it. We get ten minutes of them together in a movie, and that's it. Yeah. And that bums me out. <laughs> so. That said, Mr. Emmerich and Mr. Devlin, I will see you at The Hague, where I will be trying you for crimes against cinematic humanity. (laughs) And moving on to our final bullet point is this an action movie? Is
3: this
0: an action movie? John, is this an action
1: movie? Yes. uh, This is absolutely a big spectacle action movie stitched together with pure charm and charisma. Patrick, is this an action movie?
0: This
2: is an action movie
1: exploding out of another action movie.
0: (laughs) Mark, is this an action movie? Absolutely, this is an action movie. And to take Patrick's example one step further, this is the tiny little nubbin' gray alien action movie bursting forth from its exoskeleton action movie to punch you in the face with more action movie. (laughs) Yeah. This is all of the action movie. I mean, this is, like, what <clears throat> probably the definitive 90s action movie.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, unquestionably. I, mean, I mean,
0: here's the thing. So you have Face Off. You have Con Air. There's a lot of 90s action movies, but none of them, like, are on this level.
1: On like, scale. you can still make, like, a visual reference to this in a modern movie, and audiences will get it.
0: Right. Exactly. Man. It's, I mean... I was worried going into the movie that I'd be like, oh, man, it doesn't hold up. We'd have another Terminator 2 situation. (laughs) Or we'd be watching the movie, and I'd be like, oh, man, this movie does not hold up, and I'm very upset. Yeah. And after watching it, I was like, you know what? This movie's fucking great. Mm -hmm. And I'm retroactively more excited for the sequel that's now out that I'm sure is terrible. uh, But now I've got a little bit of hope for it. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows, <laughs> Patrick? What's your final review of Independence Day? One
2: hundred out of one hundred amazing explosions.
1: <laughs> John, what's your final review of Independence Day? Uh, uh, well, I I, 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 gotta give it. A, I gotta go for the uh, uh, ten thousand uh, Jeff Goldblum st- uh, patented stutters. Fantastic, Mark, your final review of Independence Day.
0: I give this 54 welcome to Earths out of 54 Welcome to Earths! And that is it for us here with Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark
1: Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am still the official ninth place winner of the regional Jeff Goldblum alikes, John <laughs> Rooney. The Jeffys.
0: And, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Fare thee well! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. Please leave us a rating or a review and let us know how amazing we are so we can finally tell that magisterial English gentleman that we do matter to society. Follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast. Email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com. And of course, like us on Facebook. Please, we need the validation for that magisterial old English guy. Otherwise, we won't get into Oxford.